Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program uh, 586. If you'd like to have a copy of it, sure, I'll show you how at the end of the program. Just tell her whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. We got some very strong message tonight, uh, this afternoon, this morning, whenever it is that you're listening to the program. We've got letters and music and uh, a lot of Bible reading. Uh, right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this service, this program. Father, anoint this program. I'll touch everyone out in Radio Land that is sick and afflicted and heal them from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. You already healed them, but give them the faith to reach out and receive their healing, which you already paid the price for, so that they can be healed and know that you are in heaven and that you keep your promises. Your promises are absolutely wonderful and they're true. And Lord, you touch them, you've already healed them, and give them the faith, the energy, the faith energy to just reach out and grab your healing. And, Lord, those that are hungry, feed them and give us the wherewithal to feed them if they come our way or they need our help. Lord, we want to take care of all those that you present that are truly, uh, they have necessities, that they things that they need. And, Lord, if you give us the wherewithal, we will take care of them uh, because it's your commandment for us to do so. When we do it, we're taking care of you, Lord. Everybody that comes before our path is you. Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, the glory, and the thanks. We ask, Lord, that you reprove, you rebuke Satan, bind him, cast him into uh, the nether world, Lord, where he belongs. Give us uh, open doors and close every door to him. Bind him in chains, Lord. For whatsoever we ask here on earth to be bound, it will be bound. We ask that he's bound here, Father, so bind him from heaven in Jesus' name. And we then uh, loose us, Lord, to do your will and to rebuke the devil in the mighty name of Jesus, that souls may be saved and the church strengthened in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord, here I am with another Gary Paxton song for you. Uh, I'm going to be singing the lead on this. It's Let Him, and meaning Jesus, be all you need.
We have some letters now, and uh, Sharon, where's the first one from? From Chipata, Zambia, Africa. All right, let's hear what they have to say. Dearest beloved brother, first of all, God bless you. I received your response to my request. What is most important is to duplicate millions of newsletters so that we may hear and learn many things from them. I love your literature and recommend them as first class. I love the way you send newsletters, Bibles, and Messiah books as fast as possible. I took your literature to a certain cult leader who was leading more than 100 churches under spiritualism, where demons were pulling a large crowd to hell. After the founder read some of Pastor Lamo's dynamic, soul-winning literature, the Holy Spirit entered the founder, and he has released all his churches to the Church of Pentecost. This is the greatest testimony throughout the world. The Lamo Ministries are doing it for sure. The battle is not ours, but the war belongs to Jehovah. No one is greater than the Lord, both here on earth and in heaven. The Alamo newsletters consist of several warnings, rebukes, and salvation messages, because Christians should not fear people, but should fear the Lord, the omnipotent, omniscient, and the omnipresent. Our ministry has started opening churches in rural areas. Our target is to first establish more than 100 churches and our evangelism team will be at one village per week and leave a church planted there with an experienced pastor. The job we're undertaking will require a lot of gospel newsletters and prayers, so please help us. God bless the Alamo ministry, the staff, and the brethren. We are one in the Lord, so let's love one another, for God is love. Greetings to the brethren, Evangelist Rodson Ferry, from Chipata, Zambia, Africa. Yeah, and this uh, message that I have uh, been bringing lately is that God loves all those that keep his commandments. The person that says that he loves them and keeps not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not with him. If you're against the Lord, well, then uh, if you're not with him, you're against him. So the Lord also says if you don't work, you don't eat. And if you don't work, you don't uh, get buildings. We had to go to work. For the Lord, and then when we did, He gave the increase. Uh, nobody ever bought a church for us or uh, did anything like that. We had to work, and because, and then we started tithing to different people that needed help uh, with their food and clothing and things that were necessary for life. And when we did, the Lord sends the increase in so that we can continue uh, printing literature and buying Bibles. We print our own Bibles, but we use another printer, and it runs a lot of money, including the Messiah books. We print all of our own tracts, our own literature, but um, so we, uh, our, our presses don't 
print Bibles, and they don't print uh, Messiah books at this point. We don't have binders. We need your money, your finances, uh, to help the work of the Lord to win more souls. If you want to give to other works that are not winning souls, that are preaching false doctrines, that's your, uh, you know, prerogative. You could do that, but uh, there'll be a, a penalty that you have to pay for such a thing as that. Now, we have another letter here. Where's that from? Ithacota, India. Dear World Pastor Tony Alamo, Greetings in the most blessed, precious, and powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ from the land of India. First of all, I would love to thank you for your most valuable prayers, letters, and t-shirts, and I especially thank you for your anointed soul-saving literature. Dear brother, I can't describe your great ministerial and evangelical efforts in God's vineyard in these last days. Here, thousands of people's lives have been greatly blessed in all areas of their lives, and so wonderfully, many idol worshippers are repenting and accepting Jesus as their own Savior and Lord, and are being baptized. Here in Ithacota, an idol temple is closed and locked because the temple worshippers, along with their chaplain, totally changed and were baptized. They are also gathered in a mini-congregation by the side of that very temple, and are praising the glorious name of God now. This wonderful event happened only by your anointed literature. Here thousands of believers desire to have Bibles. Please pray for them. This year we need six permanent churches to be built, so please pray for them. Our 525 pastors desire to work under your control, and they need plenty of your literature. Well, what I keep preaching is that people control themselves, make themselves to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And I'm preaching the Word, which is the Holy Spirit, but yet we have to, everyone has to control themselves and control themselves to be controlled, force themselves to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's a absolute work that we must do. And the Bible says in Psalms 103.18, To such as keep his pact, or his word, and those that remember his commandments, to put them to work. So a lot of people are saying, a lot of false prophets say that we don't have to work, we don't have to work, but the Bible plainly says that we have to put his commandments to work. And then in Exodus uh, chapter 18, verse 20, the Bible tells us, this is the word of God, which is spirit and life. And thou shalt teach, and he's talking to us pastors and prophets and evangelists and preachers, and thou shalt teach them the ordinances of God and the laws of God, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. So there's work to do, and anybody that tells you that that isn't so, they're liars, and the truth is not in them. Uh, so we have to do, put the commandments of the Lord to work. All right, keep going. Please pray for them. Sincerely yours in the Lord, B. Raju from Ithacota, India. Okay, now, just to show you, there's so many scriptures that say work, 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 you have to work. There's no work that we can do to get our initial salvation. However, uh, it says the fruitful in every good work. That's Colossians 1.10. Do you have it there? Yes. Okay, let's read it. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Work, arbeiten, 
Arbeiten, Travaho, every Travaho, every Arbeiten, every work. Okay, then what? And increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay, so if you're going to increase in the knowledge of God, then receive that and put it to work. Now it says, work with your own hands. That's First Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Well, I thought these false prophets say that we don't have to work the works of the Lord. Then what? That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. And the Bible says that the widows must diligently, uh, they followed every good work. First Timothy 5, 9 and 10. Let not a widow be taken into the number under three score years old, having been the wife of one man, well reported of for good works. Oh, good works. She has to be well-renowned for doing good works. Or just uh, supposedly these new false prophets, they think that only Satan should do the work and undermine everything in this world. And we're just supposed to just do every good nothing. No, it's every good work. Now, prepared with every good work, Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. All right. And then also, God doesn't forget your work. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of Your arbeiten, your travajo. He won't forget your work, okay? Then what? Which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Okay, and you make you perfect in every good work, trabajo, um, you know, like arbeiten, Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Right, the Lord wants to do his work through Jesus in you. And so we have to surrender and give our heart to the Lord. And giving your heart to the Lord means you don't take it back ever. When you give something to the Lord, you never take it back. When you give a gift to, say, the Queen of England or something, like a whole set of silverware and uh, these big... uh, silver pots and pans and everything. You don't come in there a month or two later and take it back. You gave it to her. When you get, it's how much more when you give something to the Lord are you not to ever take it back? You're to give your heart, your entire soul, and your mind and strength to the Lord. Okay, now James one twenty two through 25. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man, if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Yeah, so you give your heart to the Lord, and then you forget that you did, and you go and take it back and start living after your own way. 
then uh, the Lord, you're not a, a doer of the word. The word means doer of the work. Okay, judges according to every man's work. First Peter one seventeen. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Right, now it's right there tells you that he's going to judge you by your works. Revelations 2, chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Repent and do the first works, or else the Lord will spoo you out of his body, out of his mouth, and he'll blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. Go ahead, this is real Bible. This isn't the garbage that the different uh, phonies are out there preaching. Amen. All right, this is the real stuff. Go ahead. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works. W-O-R-K-S. Amen. Do the first works. Okay, then what? Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. He'll remove your church out of its place. Unless you repent. And he says, if you don't do it with zeal, he'll spit you out of his mouth. Now this one, my reward is with me. Revelations 22, verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. W-O-R-K? Yes. Well, I thought these false prophets are teaching that we don't have to work. Jesus did it all. Do you think that's right? No. Absolutely not. Too many scriptures. Okay, work. These are workers of iniquity, Matthew seven twenty three. So the workers of iniquity are working all the time. Now the workers of righteousness to offset all the work of iniquity, we have to do our work too. Then what? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Right, so instead of working the works of the Lord, they work iniquity. Okay, so they're addicted to it. They're eager. Uh, in Their inclination, strong attachment, ardent love or affection, zeal, religious fervor, uh, devotion, and they pretend to be pious. Oh, isn't that uh, sick? All right, now we're going to be reading... A promise from the Lord in chapters uh, 6 of Joshua. Read that first, and then we're going to go on to, uh, this will be in the book of Joshua, chapter 6, verses 17, 18, and 19. And then we're going to go to Joshua, chapter 7, verse 1. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18, And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. Now the Lord is warning them. Now there's one thing. I want you to burn everything there, but there's four things that you, well, I want you to keep and bring into the temple to the uh, Leviticus, the priesthood, okay? And that's gold, silver, and uh, bronze, and... Uh, iron. Okay, go ahead. Read it. Keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed. Now, in other words, it. if you take gold, uh, silver, 
for the things that the Lord told you not to take out of there, then you're going to be cursed. And a curse means that you're going to get killed. And you'll see, uh, you say, well, I mean, just to take a little piece of gold or a little piece of silver or a couple of garments or something, God would kill you. Yeah, he's severe. I just mentioned that too. There's uh, goodness of God and the severity of God. Uh, it talks, the Bible talks about both. Um, so we know that uh, if he's saying something, you have to pay strict attention because you could wind up on the wrong end of the stick because he'll kill you. Okay, now go ahead, keep finishing off with that. Verse 19, But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. Now they belong to God, and don't you, weasel, you don't even uh, take any of it and hide it in your tent or steal it. Because it belongs to the Lord and you don't steal from the Lord, otherwise you're cursed. Now, stealing from the Lord also is not giving tithes and offerings to people that are teaching you the truth. Because it's like you are deliberately stealing from God. He says you're robbing him. And why? Because if you, we had more uh, finances, if you'd get in to your bank account or your uh, pockets and you've got lots of money stored away and you'd give it to us, we could win more souls to the Lord. And if you don't, that means you're thumbing your nose at the Lord and you're cursed. Okay? And you die. You're going to die. Go ahead now. Finish off. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. All this, the gold, the silver, the brass, and the iron comes into the treasury of the Lord. Not into any other person in the church or in the congregation. It goes to, to the authorities that uh, are going to take care of it for the Lord. Now, we'll read chapter 7 so you can see there's a man that's named Achan that's going to take some of it and hide it in his tent. And you'll see how tolerant the Lord is to thieves. Uh, there were people that robbed God. Go ahead, read, start chapter 7, verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Why? Just because we robbed God? Who's God, right? Just because we robbed God, he took of the accursed thing. What, a little bit of silver, gold, a little bit of iron or brass? What's the matter? That's no big deal, is it? Well, uh, you know, it's not to you, but to God it is, and therefore you have to deal with God, because God's going to deal with you whether you like it or not now, because he warned you and gave you fair warning that you don't rob God. Okay, then what? And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. Verse 3. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. Now, because of the fact that uh, this Achan went and robbed God, what it is is if anybody of your congregation is sinning and you let it go, your whole congregation is um, sinful. And you hear these people say, oh, every one of you, God just loves every one of you. 
Well, he didn't love Achan because if you'll uh, go further on in the story, he has him stoned to death and his whole family, his children too, because he raised them to be thieves as well. So they all had to die. And I was there and there's a huge pile of stones that goes about a city block and they're all round and white and they're all in uh, order. And it's really, and then there's a big iron plaque there written in Hebrew that I didn't understand. But anyway, continue on. Verse 4, So there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. Yeah, because they never fled before. But now that they sinned before God, they troubled Israel, this one man. One person in this country could cause the whole country to be cursed by God. Like take, for instance, a Clinton that goes in and murders a bunch of people at Waco. Christians! Little babies. They said, well, they were abusing them. Well, you killed them, you stinking weasel, you. They didn't abuse them. You just made up a lie and gave it to the press, and they believed you. That's Satan's voice. It's like the mouth of Satan is telling people all these lies, that people are being abused and everything. The government, uh, the under the Pope, is abusing more people and murdering more people that people have any idea. It's hundreds of millions of people that they're slaughtering because they want to keep their own culture. They don't want to bow down to the Pope. They don't want to kiss his rotten, Limburger cheese-smelling feet, and they don't want to kiss his so ring because he's a devil. Right out of hell, the Bible says. Satan himself. Satan incarnate. Okay, continue on. Verse 5, And the men of Ai smote of them about thirty and six men. Thirty-six men of Israel, that's a lot. Okay, because, and it was all because of Achan. He troubled Israel. Uh, he sinned, and everybody knew that he wasn't supposed to do it. Uh, somebody must have saw him do it, but they didn't tell. They didn't rat him out so that he could have been killed instantly so that no, these 36 men wouldn't have been killed. Then go on, please. For they chased them from before the gate even unto Shebarim and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Yeah, the people of Israel... Uh, they had, you know, they knew that God opened the Red Sea for them and turned Egypt upside down for them. And now when they sinned, they robbed God. Everything started going crazy in their household, just like you. You don't have to tell me that things are going crazy in your household because, first of all, I know that you're not sending tithes in here. The money that we go on the air with is coming from our work. Not you. We get very little tithes in here. And you know that I heard from uh, an attorney of mine that was the attorney for the Worldwide Church of God, which went down the tubes because uh, the man that was running the place, his son committed adultery, and uh, they went down the drain. You cannot... Uh, he, and he said that we they get very little tithes and offerings there were just two people that sponsored the whole TV program and the, what they called the Plain Truth magazine. And they were called British Israelites, uh, the Ambassador College in uh, Pasadena. And uh, they believed that they were the Jews. They said the people from Denmark were the Dane, um, the children of Dan, and they had all these different false 
prophecies. And if they were of the Lord, they would still be going, but they're not anymore. They went down the tubes because they were a cult. Okay, then what? They hated Jews, really, because they said they're Jews. And anyone that hates the Jews, uh, God is going to uh, destroy. Those that hate, the, uh, I'll bless them that bless you and curse them, just like Achan here, for robbing me. And I that curse you. They curse you. Okay, then what else? Verse 6, And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. Because you're wondering, what's going on, God? I mean, we never had to run from anybody before. What happened? How come we're cursed now? How come my child is so sick? How come my wife is sick? How come I'm sick? How come uh, I don't uh, get any uh, answer from you, God? How come, how come, how come, how come? It's because you're a curse. You're cursed. And you're too stupid to know it. Because you don't believe that the Bible is worth reading and you don't know. If you looked in the Bible, then you'd understand what's happening to you and why you're cursed. Then go ahead. But this is a good example here of why people are cursed. And it's happened just as he said in chapter 6. Now he's saying it in 7 and you see it coming to pass. Okay, go ahead. Verse 7, And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, Wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? No, God never delivered them. God can't take his word back. He said, if you do evil, you're going to be cursed. I never brought you over to be cursed. I brought you over to go into the land of milk and honey so that you could be uh, blessed. But you've got a weasel in among you there, Mr. Achan. And uh, now I'm going to let you know why you're being cursed here. He's praying to the Lord and fasting and putting dust on their head, proving to the Lord, we know we're dust and you're a God. Okay, then what? Wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would oh, to the- that wasn't what he brought you there. Keep going. Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side, Jordan. Verse 8. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? Verse 9, For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. Well, the Lord told them if you guys still take any of that stuff, uh, you're going to be cursed, even if one of you take it because you, it's your one group. And if there's sin among you, you're going to go down the toilet. Okay, what else? And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? Verse 10, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Verse 11, Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. Yeah, I told them if you take any of these things, that they go to my place, to my treasury. Okay, gold, silver, and brass, and uh, the iron. And so now, if anyone that takes it, uh, you're all cursed. And you did it! Okay, now you have to get rid of that wicked thing in the camp. Get rid of it once and for all, or you're never going to be any other thing than cursed. Okay, go ahead. For they have taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. 
They put it in their stuff instead of sending it to the treasury of the Lord. Then what? Verse 12, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. Right, you're never going to stand. And all you weak people in the church, churches everywhere, if you don't repent and uh, give up all your filthy things, give your money to the treasury of the Lord, you're going to die. Something terrible is going to happen to you. Oh, my God, my son died. Oh, my God, my daughter died. Oh, my God, I've got a terrible disease. The doctor said I've only got five days, five weeks, five months to live. My wife, my grandmother, my mother, my father. Why? Don't you listen to the Lord, don't? Why do you want to be cursed? Give up your sinfulness and serve the Lord. Then what? Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies. And like, who are your enemies anyway? There's uh, enemies that you have within, and there's enemies that you have without, and um, you have not behaved to themselves, but have done things that are very displeasing to God, things that are uh, despicable to God. Yet we need to understand that our conduct, whether good or bad, uh, according to God, has no direct relationship to our approaching God. Well, it does, because we. Uh, some people say that that is true. Because, of course, we have to go to the throne of God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you sin against God, then the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is null and void in your life. Having therefore, brethren... Uh, talking to save people, people that are covered in the blood, they're not sinning, They've uh, the sins are all away. You have boldness to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus. Well, Joshua believed that the blood, that Christ was coming to the world and he was going to die for the sins of the world. What I just read was from Hebrews 10.19. We are told... It is first that our coming to God is based on nothing else than the blood of the Lord Jesus. Well, if there's sin on our soul, no, you, the blood is to take all the sins away. And then obedience after that to his word. Neither good works or just zeal uh, without the blood, without being sin free, it won't work. Uh, nor any spiritual uh, experience qualifies us to approach God. If the blood hasn't washed every sin away, but if you keep sinning and God tells you, don't, uh, you don't rob me, don't rob me, you better send in your tithes and offerings. Okay? But not to every work in the world because a lot of them are telling you once saved, always saved. They're telling you that you, you know, uh, you can sin. Uh, there's no such thing as uh, falling away from the Lord when the Bible plainly tells you that he'll blot your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Don't give to ministries like that because they're telling people a lie. They're uh, imitations. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ alone makes it possible for us to draw near to God, to him. If anyone fails to see the blood of the Lord Jesus as being the only thing that is sufficient for him to come near to God, 
then I say most frankly that he has absolutely no possibility of approaching God. You can't have any sin on your soul and approach God because there's the minute you sin, it doesn't make any difference whether you think you're saved or not. If you were saved and you go back to sinning again, uh, there's a, a wall of partition that comes down before you. You're not able to get a hold of God. And you wonder, why am I cursed? Why? Why? Because you're a phony, that's why. You're a phony. If you can't get a hold of the Lord, and if you're being cursed every day, well, then you better do some experimentation. You better do some consultation with the Lord and find out, hey, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, how can I find out what's wrong? You read the Bible and see if you're doing anything like Achan here, if you're robbing God for one thing. Because that's what this is all about, because this weasel robbed God of just a little wedge of metal and uh, some clothing. Go ahead, keep going. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you any more, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Now, you have to destroy now, all these people are committing murder in our country, and they're getting four years, 26 years, or something like that, or life without parole. No, the Bible says you have to put them to death. Okay? Anyone that murders must be put to death, or else the whole country is cursed. And that's why, I mean, it just seems unbelievable. They give people that are smoking a little pot, and I'm not condoning pot at all because I don't smoke it myself, and I know that no drunkard shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But that isn't nearly as bad as murdering somebody, okay? Because they're doing that to themselves. They're not murdering some helpless poor soul or some helpless uh, person that hasn't even been born yet. So, you know, all these sins are now cursing America. We've lost America because uh, you idiots don't believe that God will perform that which he says he will perform. Okay? Now, you're cursed, all of you. And because you're condoning it, you're going along with it, and you think it's funny. Comedians are saying, you know, they're joking about that it's a bad thing, and they're bragging that I'm glad that I aborted my kid. I'm really glad I did that. Well, they're not going to be glad at the judgment bar of God. And uh, they're cursed. And if they only knew what cursed meant and where the curse was going, it's not coming from Mother Nature. It's coming from God. Okay, and therefore, they're cursed. And they don't know why. They say, well, everybody's cursed. Most people are, but I'm not. Okay, and people that are really serving the Lord are not. But you wouldn't believe that. You just think we're jiving around like you because you're a, a jive artist. Everything you do is jive. That's all you are is jive. Then continue on. Verse 13. Up sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Yeah, but get that- yourself ready. Get up here, cleanse yourself, wash yourself. Uh, get a hold of the Lord and say, Lord, let us see where, who did this so that we can destroy them. Then what? For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. Okay, you got to take the accursed thing. Well, what's accursed in the United States? Abortion parlors. You have to take them away. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be cursed. 
the the judicial system that has to be taken away because they're saying that we don't have to uh, kill murderers. They make up excuses, defense attorneys and prosecutors, and they say, well, if he was crazy and they killed somebody. Uh, This guy here, Aiken, was crazy too to do the exact opposite of what the Lord said, but he still has to die. They're not going to send him to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. They're going to stone this weasel to death so that they can fight in a battle and not turn their backs to him so that they can be victorious in battle. And we have lost it here in the United States because this country is so laden with sin that it, uh, and there's so many evil people that have infiltrated the judicial system, the judges, the prosecutors. They're all looking to advance themselves and they don't realize that everything that they're doing is causing their souls to go to hell and for their bodies and their families and their loved ones to be cursed right here on this earth. And so, you know, every time I hear somebody that just slaughters some little girl or some little boy, and um, every time I hear of these priests that are committing fornication, uh, fornicating little children, and then there no one's doing anything about it, well, uh, and then the, the, the curses are happening all over the country, diseases is running rampant, uh, the oil prices are hitting the sky. People are being thrown out of their houses. And uh, every kind of disease, infirmity, and sickness is happening to where there's no cure for it. And it just goes on and on. And people say, well, we can't tithe and give offerings to the Lord because we're broke. Yes, and you're broke because you're cursed. And you're going to keep getting cursed until you start serving the Lord and quit robbing him. And, and if you don't stop uh, committing a murder, first-degree murder, by aborting, by murdering little unborn children, and some comedian has to be drunk and smoke uh, all during his uh, supposed-to-be uh, funny thing, uh, he doesn't understand why he's cursed. He can't break the smoking and drinking habit. And he's probably got more things wrong with him. He's uh, like a flea bag with, of diseases. And uh, people just laugh at him and everything else, that he's cursing God, and God is cursing him. You can use vulgarity on God, but God is just going to curse you. You're not going to give God an evil disease, sickness, or infirmity because he can't be sick. He's 100% healed. You can't take money away from him because he owns all the money in the world. And when he destroys the money, money doesn't mean anything to him. The streets of heaven are paved with gold. And they say, well, if there is such a place, uh, I've seen it. And so, you know, I'm a good judge. I know that it's there. I saw Jesus. I know that everything is just as the Lord says it is. So you want to be cursed, be cursed. All right. But I'm just telling you how to not be cursed. And if that doesn't uh, thrill you, well, then uh, you're exceedingly stupid and you're never seem going to pull out of it because the Pope won't let the judges change this law. He is the lawless one. He wants people to be murdered all the time and wants to encourage people to murder people so that they, because they just get five years, ten years, thirty years, depending on, uh, you know, how uh, the judge feels when he wakes up in the morning. 
All right, then go ahead, Sharon. Now let's find out what happens to this accursed man. Verse 14. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households, and the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. Verse 15. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. Well, what? Transgressed the covenant. Well, what's the covenant? Lord says the promise. I promise you this is a promise. That if you take any of the accursed things, that you don't take the gold, the silver, the brass, and the... Um, the uh, iron over to the uh, sacred place, the sacred treasury, well then, I'm going to curse Israel. Now make sure nobody steals anything from God. Don't rob God. Because you think that he doesn't. See, he's everywhere. He's very present. So present that he knows every thought that you're thinking. He knows everything that you're doing. And so uh, you think that you're getting away with something. You're not. I can't see God, so he can't see me. He sees everything, not only that you're doing, but he can see everything that you're thinking. And it's being registered, logged into books in heaven. For judgment, Dave. It's for you. Uh, Because the Lord wants you to know that he's mindful of you. And then what? Verse 16. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken. Verse 17. And he brought the family of Judah... And he took the family of the Tsarites, and he brought the family of the Tsarites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. Verse 18, And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Verse 19, And Joshua said unto Achan, Well, look how fast they got to the person that uh, really did it, because the Lord was guiding this whole operation. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Verse 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. Verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of fifty shekels weight. Then I coveted them, and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. Well, well, of course you didn't believe that God was going to be that uh, uh, rigid. You didn't think that he'd know that he was a good God, and that he's not severe. Certainly this shall all pass by. Certainly. No, the God that I know, doesn't. he's not a kidder. The God that created the heavens, the earth, and the fullness thereof doesn't kid around. Okay, now he said that the person will surely die. And his family. Then what? Verse 22. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. Just as he said. Then what? Verse 23, and they took them. And they think that because they admit it after they did it, that it's going to do them some good. Ah, uh-uh. no, you took it. You took it. Then what? They took them out of the midst of the tent, 
and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. Verse 24, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them into unto the valley of Achor. Verse 25, And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones. All right, but why are you people out there sinning, you filthy, rotten judges, and uh, not doing what God said? God said if they murdered somebody that they have to be killed. That's the penalty, not your stinking pope's uh, idea of uh, law. It's lawless. You're causing people, you're encouraging to go kill somebody and because they figure they're going to be in jail for five or six years and they're going to get loose anyway and it's worth it to get rid of such an individual. But uh, the Bible says that you're troubling the United States of America and you're troubling the entire world. And so... You may get by with it with a judge, one of these ungodly, stinky, rotten judges, but God's going to take care of you. And you're going to wind up in hell on the lake of fire unless you repent. Okay, then what? And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Verse 26, And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. And I saw that big heap of stones. They're covered up. The whole family, it's about a block long and about, uh, it starts out about uh, 10 feet wide and it goes clear to about 30 feet or 40 feet wide and it's about 10 feet high. Because it, it gets bigger and bigger as it goes towards the ocean. And then what? So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Yes, yeah. Achan knew what the word was, and a lot of people that go to the church know what the word was, but he didn't uh, put it to work, did he? Uh, Lord says that you're going to go to, uh, going to die and go to hell if you take uh, these things, but the Bible plainly states that I'll show you my faith in what God says by doing the work. Achan didn't do the work. Okay, this is why I read all these scriptures before in the message about God doesn't forget your work. Hebrews 6.10 Yeah, and the Lord will turn away from his anger on the United States of America if people will just put the law back into the law of God, not the Pope's law, because his law is lawlessness. And the Bible tells us that if we break the law, uh, we're going to die. All right? And now, just because some wicked judge isn't going to put you to death, God is going to curse your whole family. He doesn't have to. He's the one. He can pull the switch anytime he wants on you. Okay? So um, I would suggest, and you can't get a hold of the Lord because you're a bunch of sinners and you're laughing at God. But uh, if I were you, I wouldn't laugh at the Lord any longer. The Lord's going to give you an opportunity to get rid of all your sins right now by calling upon him. I see my time is up. And to say this prayer, and if you do, 
Uh, the Lord says he'll save your soul if you really mean it. Because uh, you're going to make a covenant with him. A promise that you're not going to sin any longer. And you're not going to go along with lawlessness. But you're going to go along with the law of God. Because that's the real law. Okay, so uh, this is the time we you can do that right now by praying with me. Say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood, came pouring out of him, uh, to take away all my former sins and wash them away and drown them in the sea of God's forgetfulness. Uh, I, I believe, Father, that you raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord uh, Jesus, come into my heart, and Father, come into my heart, and Holy Spirit. You're all one. And I'm, the, I'm filled now with the fullness of uh, the Spirit of God, the bow power of God. And wash all my filthy sins away, my former filthy sins away, in the precious blood you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus. According to your word, I am saved. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now just praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory. And read the King James Version of the Bible, not the new one, but the old King James Version. And share and tell them how other people in our listening audience can receive a copy of this program, number 586. It's free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another broadcast uh, to help you understand the right from wrong and how to get to heaven. And stay out of hell. Now, here's a song here by our orchestra and choir. It says it's called "Woe W O E Sinner Man," but it actually should say "Woe All the World." Where are you going to run to when the Lord's wrath starts coming down? Woe, sinner man. Yeah,